You're listening to episode 35 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. A quick reminder that you can help support Widowcast if you shop normally at Amazon.com. You can go there through my new affiliate link at JoanneTheLifeCoach.com slash Amazon. Your purchases won't cost you a penny more, but Amazon will send a few pennies to Widowcast for every purchase made through this link. So go to JoanneTheLifeCoach.com slash Amazon, and then when it takes you to Amazon homepage, make that your new bookmark favorite for Amazon. And that way you'll always be shopping through my affiliate link if you go in through your bookmark. Thank you so much. It helps support this podcast. I have an update for my loyal listeners out there. I have um, a couple of really beautiful Goblins tapestries that Jim had come across in Italy years ago. They were in the back of a little fabric shop. He noticed through the doorway into their back room at the bottom of some shelves that were stacked with fabric what looked like tapestry. So he asked the shop lady if he could see what it was. She pulled out these two amazing tapestries with Goblin's labels. Jim quickly negotiated a ridiculously cheap price, bought them, and practically ran out the door before anyone could change their mind. For years, these tapestries hung in our condo in New York City. Perfect in that condo with plaster walls and tall, tall ceilings there. But when I bought my little cottage up here on the Hudson River, the tapestries were put away. The walls are, the ceilings are not high in this little Cape Cod. So it, the tapestries really didn't work to hang here. And some years back, Jim was wanting me to just put them up on eBay to see what would happen with the bids. I told him he was nuts. <laughs> he was nuts. I'm not putting these on eBay, Jim. These are Goblins from Paris. Goblins only wove tapestries for royal families. Well, I realized a couple weeks ago, it's time for me to let go of the tapestries and submit the information and pictures of the tapestries to the auction houses like Christie's and Sotheby's for an estimate and to see if I can have them auctioned off, if they are of enough value to put out for auction. Um, I put together packets for the estimate submissions, and then I was poking around to see if I still had the original receipt for the purchase. Um, I couldn't remember if Jim had that. I seem to vaguely remember maybe at one time seeing something and him saying, that's the receipt for the tapestries. I didn't know if I saved it or if I tossed it with the piles of saved papers when I was still in total widow fog. Beware of the things you will misjudge, misplace, lose in those early months after your spouse passes. I gosh, I think we all think we have it together and that we're functioning. But the truth is, no matter how together you are, 
there are things that are just going to get put into impossible places. It's all part and parcel of that widow path that you'll need to use again and again. As you later discover you've lost important papers or you've paid the amount of your power bill to your cell phone service provider. Anyway, I was digging around looking for these old receipts and guess what I found? I bet my listeners who have been with me from the start will know right away. I've found that darn snowblower manual. I kid you not. It's only taken a year and a half to turn up. Do you remember when I shared my widow moment here on the podcast about the snowblower? A widow moment is when something small triggers an avalanche of emotion. Like all that sadness has piled up while you were still in shock over the death of your spouse. So as the fog and the layers of protection your brain has provided you with starts to ease off and lit in a little more pain each day, you still have this huge stockpile of grief just waiting. Starting the snowblower was the nemesis of that entire winter after Jim passed. My first round with it was a major snowstorm we got hit with, so there was a lot of snow on the driveway, in some places well up over my knees. Heavy snow, far too much to shovel. I knew I had seen the manual for the snowblower when I first tried to go through his things, but I could not find it again. And I was miffed because Jim had not put it in the accordion file with all the other household manuals. Like the snowblower was his baby and he had that tucked away. He had showed me before how to start the snowblower, but it was long ago and it never really stuck in my mind because I never did it. Jim always did the snowblowing and even if I got behind the snowblower, he had already started it. Oh, I, you know, I could have called someone and paid them to come clear my driveway that first winter. But I felt like I needed to do it myself just to prove to myself that in a time of need, if I was stuck in any way, I could manage to clear that driveway myself. But for the life of me, I could not get the snowblower started. I finally texted my neighbor and he said when he got home, he would take a look at it for me. But in the meantime, I saw the snow was beginning to settle down in and the plows were starting to come through, which meant they would be building up an ice barrier at the bottom of the driveway that I was not going to be able to break through if I didn't do something soon. So I got out my little plastic shovel and started trying to at least clear away the bottom of the driveway. It was so deep. I had to dig several shovelfuls in the same spot before I could get down to the blacktop. I was feeling pretty low and frustrated and angry and having a nice pity party down there up over my knees in snow when the postman came trudging through the snow with my mail in his hands. Now, it was the first time I had encountered my mailman after Jim had passed. I guess he knew by the cards he was delivering and talking to neighbors. And he said to me, so how are you doing? Simple question. And one that I got asked a lot by anyone who knew Jim passed. But this time, the avalanche of grief broke 
right through on hearing that simple question. I felt my lower lip start to quiver. My eyes began to prickle. I knew it was highly inappropriate to begin blubbering on the mail carrier standing in three feet of snow. So I tried to choke back the tears. I mumbled, I've been better, as I took my mail from his hands and quickly turned away because the tears began to gush. It was my first experience of having that sudden upwelling of grief in a totally inappropriate moment and setting. Oh, there were many more to come. Yeah, standing in line at the grocery store, driving my car, a peanut left on the arm of a chair, even just walking in the door of my house. It happens to us. A year and a half later, it still occasionally catches me completely off guard. It does. But finding that darn snowblower manual was fortunately not one of those moments. I sat down on the floor with the craftsman operator's manual in my hands and laughed. I don't need it now. It's okay. <laughs> but I may treasure this silly little paper pamphlet for the rest of my days. It brought back so much. And even as I laughed, my heart was a little heavy with the reminder of my loss. It happens when you hold something that was theirs in your hands, whether it's a magnificent tapestry from Paris or a paper operator's manual for your snowblower. At the same time that I looked at this manual, I realized how far I had come in my independent life alone. It's a reminder that I can and have to move forward living my life. Some days it may not feel at all like I've come through with so much pain, but then the reminder, looking back at where I was over a year ago, and I know I have come forward, I stand on my own now, facing into the sun, taking steps towards what I want my life to be. Jim is still beside me every step of the way. I want this for you too. It's my wish for you that you can find, that you can face the sun again. You can discover exactly what it is that you want and need in your life and then find a way to plot your course to fulfilling that. That's why I'm working on bringing my book into an Amazon.com reality. I can't wait to get that book onto your computer, your Kindle, your iPad, other tablet, eventually get it out there in paperback so I can get that book into your hands. I want it to be read and shared and passed along. This is my wish for every widow to know she's not crazy, not alone, and that she can move through this pain into a new life and her spouse will still be walking right beside her, supporting her and cheering her on. As a professional certified life coach, my coaching has focused on coaching widows to help them on the path ahead in their new life. You can discover what it is that's important to you now and decide what it is that you want now for yourself. We can devise a plan to help you get through this. If you want to know more about working with a life coach, you can reach out to me for a free discovery session at 
talktojoanne.com. I can coach you on something right then and see if you're a good fit for coaching with me. I offer coaching packages that can make all the difference in your process of grief and healing, no matter where it is you are along that path right now. That's Joanne, J-O-A-N-N. Go to talktojoanne.com. It is my pleasure and my honor to have you listening to my podcast each week. A huge thank you to those who've emailed me and especially to those who have taken the time to leave a review for Widowcast and iTunes. Remember, if you would like to be included on the email for the initial launch of my book, Widowed, email me at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. On launch day, I'll have the Kindle version available for free download on that first day. You don't need a Kindle to read it. You can read it on your computer or get the free Kindle app for your phone or your tablet. I'll gladly add you to the list of email addresses so I can alert you for the day that it's going to be available for free. Thank you for listening. Go find some joy in your day. Until next time.